Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep-deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach. This episode is a little bit spontaneous. I kind of just had that moment of inspiration and felt like I needed to turn on the mic. And maybe it'll be a little bit of therapy for me (laughs) to get this out, but I think it's really important. Um, I'll start off with a story. Today, I found out that my son didn't make it into the gifted and talented program for the district. Now, my son, since he was a year and a half, has been obsessed with letters and numbers. He loves to learn. It's not something that's forced on him. In fact, a lot of times it's initiated by him. You know, at a year and a half before he could even speak, he would take my hand and point to letters on the bus or wherever we were and make me say them out loud to him. He asks me all the time, mommy, how do you spell this? Mommy, how do you spell that? Mommy, how do you spell that? You know, he's, he's very curious and he's very academic and that's his natural gift and it's something that he loves and so the way I see it and admittedly this is probably the coach in me you know if that's his fire within him it's my job as a mom to let it blaze I have to put it in an environment where it will blaze I need to do everything I can to maximize this talent and passion that he has, you know, and it could be, you know, if it was some, if it was art, then I would be doing everything I could to get him to do art and to work with really great artists. If it were, you know, if it was sports, I would be doing everything I can to get him into the little leagues and to have, you know, great people in the neighborhood mentor him in sports. It's academics with him. And so, for me, it was, it's really important to get him into the best school I can. And his experience in his school this year was kind of challenging. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people who, you know, a lot of them are extremely caring. Um, I feel that there was too much of a focus on the one or two areas where he's struggling instead of trying to maximize all of those academic areas where he's ahead. And uh, it just, it's not what I envisioned for him. And so I've been really trying hard to maximize my income, to increase my income, to be able to have more choices for his schools. Um, you know, I know there are charter schools, but one of the challenges is childcare. Um, childcare options that fit my work schedule are very rare. Um, you know, and I mean, there's just a lot of considerations here, budget, things like that. And so I've been trying to increase my income to the point where I had more options and I wasn't able to do it in time to get him into a different kindergarten. Um, and so my, my hope was this gifted and talented test. Um, and I found out 
maybe 20 minutes ago that he didn't get in. And, you know, so I'm kind of crushed. And, you know, I text, text his dad, text my mom, you know, the people who I know would want to know immediately. And, um, you know, one of the responses that I get is, you know, well, don't beat yourself up about it. And this happens, this happens often, you know, it happens if I have a setback with my business, it's like, well, well, don't beat yourself up about it. Look how much you're handling all by yourself. Or, you know, if anything happens with Eric, well, don't beat yourself up about it. Look at, you know, you're a single mom, look at all you're doing. And that response is part of a mindset that I refuse to adopt and hear me out. This is not me being hard on myself at all. It's actually quite the opposite. Um, and again, I love the people who tell me that because there, you know, there are times when I'm, I can be beating myself up a lot. Um, but usually in these moments that I'm talking about, it's, it's not that it's something different. And so I want to talk about this mindset because I think it's extremely important in if you want to create the life that you love. Okay, so the comments that I'll usually get, you don't beat yourself up, stop being so hard on yourself, how much can you expect from yourself, it's too much for one person to handle, look at all you're already doing, things like that. It's about how I feel about myself. And so I'm going to argue in this podcast that how I feel about myself is irrelevant. It's not even a concern. I'm not thinking about how I feel about myself in those moments. Okay. That's first of all, all that can do if I try to blame myself or if I spend energy trying to make myself feel better about myself, that that's a waste. That's a, that's a waste of mental power. That's a waste of energy. Instead, I'm saying banish your ego completely. And it is going to make room for the innovation that will allow you to solve what seems impossible and get the results you want. Okay. There is no room for that. Okay. So I, this, I do this. I literally in those moments, it, it kind of catches me off guard when I get those comments, because that is the last thing I'm thinking about. And I, I usually say that I'm like, but it's, it's not about that. How I feel about myself is irrelevant. What matters is the result I'm going for. I didn't get that result. And you're like, yeah, but you're being so hard on yourself. No, I'm not being hard on myself. I didn't, I, that's, that's the result. I did not get the outcome that I was going for. And so now begins a process of innovation <laughs> to get me to that result right? So it's a setback and it feels bad, right? It's very disappointing. It's very frustrating. It can be crushing and there can be real consequences, you know, um, whether it is, you know, not getting a, a promotion that increases your income. It's like, whatever it is, like there are real consequences to that. You know, if my son not getting into this, you know, I, hopefully his, hopefully his next year will be a lot better. Um, but if it's not, then there are, there are real consequences, but it's not about how I feel about myself. It's, it's about that. It's about, this is the problem, right? So first you have to, and I have to, and I'm doing this right now. It's distinguish between 
what can be changed and what can't. And I know this is very cliche advice, um, but in the moment, a lot of times it's not what we think to do, right? Um, but so in, immediately, I mean, think about this. I've, I talk about mindfulness a lot in this podcast, and this is a habit to start. Make it an affirmation for yourself or put it on a note where you'll see it every day so that it becomes a mental habit. But in those emotional times when you're... you're rational side of your brain, you know, the side of yourself that you like the best isn't necessarily going to be what's coming out, what's coming to the surface. Pay attention to what can be changed, what you have control over, and what you don't. Okay, now this isn't about making excuses because I'm going to get into that in a minute. No, ex- no excuses. I don't care if people say it's impossible. That's why you innovate. That's what all of the most successful people in history have done and, and why we remember their names. In a lot of cases, it's because they innovated something that seemed impossible. Okay, so that's very important. Distinguish what do you have control over? What don't you have control over? And be very liberal in the part of what you do have control over. Like, no, you can't determine someone else's behavior, but you can influence other people's behavior. No, you can't change your job by tomorrow in most cases. Maybe you can in desperate circumstances. You never know what you can do. Get out there on LinkedIn, reach out to all your friends. In a desperate circumstance, maybe you could make it happen. But in most in most cases, no, you can't necessarily change your job and change your career situation by tomorrow. And maybe it wouldn't even be responsible for you to say, do like those celebrated entrepreneurs who just take this leap of faith and then they end up in the books, but you don't read the books about the ones who took the leap of faith and it didn't work out. Right. So maybe that's not the course for you, but you can make a five-year plan, right? You can make a 10-year plan and then, yeah, that's, can be discouraging to think that far ahead, but (laughs) in five years without a plan, you're still going to be where you are. Whereas with the plan, you might've actually accomplished what you want. Right. So be very liberal in the, in deciding what you do have control or at least influence over, but, and then the things where you really can't control it, like it's raining on your wedding day, you, you let go of that fast. And this is a mental discipline. It's not easy to let go. Our brains want to go into the what if, but if this, but if that, but if that one little tiny, it's like, no, 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 no. This is a mental, this is a mindfulness thing, right? Our monkey brains want to do that. And we need to be disciplined. We need to recognize our monkey brains are doing it. Don't beat yourself up. That's a waste of energy. We've gone over that. No beating yourself up. Just put an end to it. Take that monkey brain and imagine lowering the volume and putting your focus on something else that's more productive. doesn't mean that the monkey brain stops talking, but your focus, what you're paying attention to, is what's more productive. Okay, so now you've identified the outcome that you want, a problem that you may be facing, an obstacle that may be there. You take responsibility. And this is... This is something that I think confuses a lot of people because taking responsibility is very different from accepting blame. Those are two completely different things. It doesn't matter if it's your fault. You take responsibility. Take responsibility means that you're saying, you know what? 
I'm going to own this and do what I, everything I can to affect the outcome so that it turns into what I want. Okay. So it doesn't matter what life throws at you. Taking responsibility says, I have to figure out the solution. It doesn't matter what the world throws at you. It doesn't matter what the people around you throw at you. Who wants to undermine you? Who is a negative influence? Like it doesn't matter if what mother nature throws at you, any of that stuff, you quickly move past the things you absolutely can't control. And then you take responsibility for the rest. Okay. Because if you don't take responsibility for the outcomes that you want in your life, if you don't take responsibility for creating a life that you love, who is going to do it for you? Okay. It's very important. This is not being harsh. Love yourself. I said, don't blame yourself. This is, you don't take the blame out of it, but take responsibility. Taking responsibility is empowering because it says that you can have an effect on your future. You can change your future and you have a big hand in determining your future. You have two choices when things go wrong. Okay, this is very important. You have two choices. You can either accept things as they are, move past, no what ifs, no hating it, no downward spiral, right? You, you accept things as they are, or you do your damn best to make them the way you want. Complaining about the way things are is counterproductive. And you know that. If you're listening to this podcast, if you've gotten to episode six, you you know that and you already accept that. Okay. And it's okay to have venting sessions. Get it out. That's fine. But overall, then you move on, right? You move on to the productive stage. So you can either accept things as they are or do your damn best to make them the way you, you want. And I went over this in episode one using a little bit different words right? I said grateful, but never complacent. Okay. So accepting things as they are, isn't necessarily a bad thing. We have to choose how to use our energy, right? We have to choose how to use our resources. And so choosing to accept things as they are is also very empowering. You're choosing what to accept right? In some cases, you have no control over it. So it's really just a save of energy, mental and emotional energy. But when you do have control and you choose to accept things as they are, it's empowering because all of a sudden you appreciate the things just as they are because you recognize what it would take in order to make them different and realize that you don't want to do that or you don't actually want that. You would prefer it as it is. And so you, you accept it. And then you kind of have some gratitude and appreciation for the situation you're in. There is nothing wrong with doing that. Accepting things the way they are doesn't mean that you're not progressing. It means you're focusing your energy <laughs> where it's most important to you. So don't take it as a bad thing. I literally mean you have one of two choices. I'm not saying that in a condescending way or as a leading 
question. <laughs> you have two choices, accept things as they are. And if you do, then be happy about it, right? There are a lot of things I never thought I would be happy about. And now I am absolutely loving. And, you know, some of it, like, um, having to work long hours, it was like, <laughs> it's like, you know what? I am so lucky to have a job that allows me as a single mother <laughs> to work within daycare hours, not take any work home with me and make enough to support me and my son with everything we need and even be able to go on vacation every once in a while without having to go move into my parents' house or take money from them because they're getting ready to retire and I don't want to do that even though I'm so fortunate to have loving parents who would be happy to help. Uh, it's, you know, I feel so lucky <laughs> to have that, you know, and I never would have thought about it until I stepped back and looked at, do I want to change this and realized, no, this is, I am, this is fantastic. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this for a while. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people don't know, like, yeah, I have a day job because I am going, I started this business. It's relatively new and I'm growing it slowly because I don't want to take a leap of faith. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's what's best for me and Eric. And so I am extremely happy and grateful for my day job. Love growing my business at the pace I'm growing it. Love to see me on target for being where I want to be and ultimately being able in, again, long-term plan, being able to do this full-time and thrive on it. Like, how awesome is that? I'm not going to sit here and complain about where I am now. No, you accept things as they are or do your damn best to make them the way you want. Now, if I accepted them like that forever, I wouldn't be very happy with myself. So that's why I have the long-term plan, which I think is the best one, which is going, you know, which is very rewarding and practical and low stress <laughs> in certain ways, obviously, you know, mom life. But, <laughs> you know, I have this plan to create this kind of fairy tale life I always wanted and to see it starting to happen bit by bit going according to my long-term plan. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm happy with things the way they are, okay? So yeah, accept things the way they are or do your damn best to make them the way you want. Um, so the things that I can't change right now, I'm happy to accept them the way they are. And what I can change, I have a plan to change it and I'm doing my damn best to make it happen. Okay. Now when this happens, you find yourself in that situation. I don't care if they say it's impossible. I don't care if it's too much for one person to handle. And I don't care if it's crazy. You only have those two options accept things as they are, or do your damn best to make them the way you want. Once again, I don't care if they say it's crazy. I don't care if it's too much for one person to handle. I don't care if it's impossible, unless it's literally impossible, but usually it's not. Those are your only two options. So choose wisely. So now if you choose that you want to do your damn best to make things the way you want, you have to get down to the core of what is needed. Sometimes this is the same as getting to the core of the problem, 
but in a lot of cases, it's not. Okay. So for example, super busy mommy workout. What's the core of the problem? Moms don't have time. I'm not saying all moms, but some moms don't have any uninterrupted time in their day to do workouts and they're already sleep deprived. And so taking that time out of the little bit of time they have to sleep isn't the best answer. Okay. They literally don't have time to do a workout when they try, which they do. I know so many of them who are doing their, their best. It's like, well, this one just spilled this. This one just got a boo-boo. This one is about to drink bleach. It's, you know, mom life. Okay. So, so there's the problem. Now, getting down to the core of why they don't have enough time can lead you in certain directions. Well, maybe they should downgrade their lifestyle and quit their job. Maybe they should, you know, hire. And like, those are great solutions to consider. Um, But I ended up going in a different direction and here's where innovation can come, right? So is a workout a workout, for those of you listening <laughs> to the audio only, I'm doing air quotes, is that really what is needed in order for busy moms to get fit? Now, I have a background <laughs> in personal training, and I know a lot about exercise science. So if you go back to that, um, and this is where I think having, you know, having an expert you can go to or being innovative in who you ask for information can be helpful. Um, you know, because I'm not saying that, you know, every mom should have come up with this. Like it's, they would come up with more innovative answers in the areas where they have expertise. Right. But you, if you define a workout, as a period of like, you know, 20 minutes to 60 minutes where you're doing exercises back to back, that may not necessarily be possible, but <laughs> there are some workouts, right? So I went back to the core of it. So forget, forget a workout. What makes people fit? Doing certain things with your body causes certain changes in your body. That's the simplest thing. Okay, so when you get to the core of what is needed, I want you to break it down into something that's that simple. Okay, like super, super simple. And this is, this is hard. This is a real intellectual exercise here. Don't underestimate this. Um, and ask people around you to keep trying to break it down simpler until you get used to thinking like this, okay? But this is what's going to get you to that innovation, Doing certain things with your body causes certain changes in your body. Now, what are those types of things? Well, you have to do certain movements and you have to do enough of a variety of them and you need enough intensity and you need that intensity to keep increasing so that the challenge on your body keeps increasing in order for you to get fitter. That's what causes the adaptations in your body that make you fitter stronger, faster, leaner, all of that stuff. Um, and to be fit and to manage your weight, you also need to move a certain amount on a regular basis. You can't just be on your butt all day and then do like, you know, three 
200 pound squats and that's it. You're not going to, you may get really good at doing squats, but you're not overall going to be fit and healthy that way. So you need those, you need those two, those two things. You need to be moving a certain amount and you need to uh, challenge your body progressively in order to keep getting fitter. Again, forget the idea of a workout. So how can moms move around? Better question. How can moms have five minutes to stop moving around, right? Like, come on, moving around isn't a problem, okay? Moms are on our feet constantly moving around all day. And what do kids love to do? They love to play. They love to run around. They love to be thrown up in the air. They love to tumble and cartwheel and climb and all of that stuff. So all of a sudden, one half of that equation becomes very easy for a busy mom with young kids. Okay. So there you go. You have that. And then you need to challenge your body progressively. Well, let's think about these movements. Do they have to be done back to back? It turns out there are some workouts that get the best results done in short bursts with plenty of rest time in between. Why? Because you, these are workouts that you want to do at your max capacity every single time. And if you don't rest, well, then you're tired. And then the next, the next set you do is only half-assed, right? So for these, it's actually better to have that rest time so you can keep doing it over and over again at your max capacity. Well, so wait a minute here. <laughs> why don't all workouts for moms <laughs> use those kinds of workouts? You know, why all of these ones that you find online, all those big names with the celebrities, why aren't they doing that, right? It's, I don't know, but so there's the innovation right there. That's what I started doing, okay? Um, what about with the problem that I'm experiencing, you know, Again, problem, you can put that in quotes because some people will say it's never, it's never a problem. It's an opportunity. Okay, sure, we'll do that. But right now, I'm going to be real as a human being here. I am feeling like it's a problem, okay? So we'll find the opportunity later. I'm going to honor how I'm feeling. Um, I'm going to dig deep, okay? So right now, Eric didn't get there into the school. But like I said at the beginning, I see my job as to take his passion and what he loves and what his gift is, what he's really talented at and maximize that. And while I was looking towards school to do that, if school doesn't do that, I have to think about how I can do it. Okay. So yeah, he's at school on a typical day longer than he's with me. Hopefully one day I can change that. It's in my long-term plan. Um, but I can instill in Eric a curiosity and a love of learning. He already has that, but I can grow that. I can foster that. I can promote it and I can teach him just like I did before he started school and I can challenge him in a fun way. Now, it's not only me. I do have some influence at the school. I can't necessarily change um, the entire school, but I have influence right? And so whoever his teacher is next year, I'll make sure to keep an open dialogue with her and let her know from the beginning that one of my priorities is to foster the areas in which he is ahead to really challenge him to keep growing and to maximize 
his abilities in those areas and not just to, uh, you know, focus on making sure that anything where he's a little bit behind comes up to average, right? That's, yes, we want to do that, but we don't want to then just forget about everything he's really good at because, oh, well, that's fine. He's ahead. No, that we want to focus on that too, right? So I can communicate my goals for my child and hope that the people at the school are, they, you know, respect that maybe even, you know, they're like, yes, yes, I agree. Let's do it. Let's take this kid. Let's make him, you know, let's make him even further ahead, you know, hope fingers crossed. Right. Um, also there are other important people in Eric's life. And so communicating with them and being on the same page and sharing ideas in that sense and everyone trying to get together, right. We can, inspire each other and teach each other the new tricks we learn and we can share new ideas with each other to foster these abilities in him. And so, you know what, it doesn't matter if, I mean, it's, it would, it would be very helpful to get him into, um, you know, perhaps a different school that shares that philosophy. Um, and that can be a long-term goal, but for the short term, What's needed isn't a school. What's needed is for Eric to be challenged consistently and to have his curiosity and love of learning fostered. And that can happen in many different ways. And so my job now, instead of focusing so much on getting him into this gifted and talented program, my job is to focus on being better as his teacher at home, being better at instilling curiosity in him, being better at fostering his love of learning and being better at teaching him and challenging him in a fun way. So my focus has shifted. Okay. So maybe I can't control the school he's going to next year anymore, but I can control the core of what is needed. I can still, I have a lot of influence there and that's what I'll have to focus on. So anyway, this, as I said, was sort of an off-the-cuff inspired, you know, episode where I just had the inspiration and felt like I needed to turn the mic on. And I admittedly, some of it was to was stuff that I just needed to hear myself. But I hope that it's helpful for all for all of you out there. And you know, this is really one of the things that makes you a badass mom, okay? It makes anyone a badass. Banish your ego and it will make room for innovation, which will allow you to do the impossible. Stop worrying about how you should feel about yourself. Don't even make it a concern. You know, don't, if you feel bad about yourself, don't try to make yourself feel good about yourself. Just stop focusing on how you feel about yourself. Just move on, move on. Cause that's, that's not what's important in these situations, right? Banish your ego, completely banish it to make room for innovation. Because once those thoughts are gone and they're not the focus, all of, so that, all of a sudden you can focus on the actual situation you're in. Focus on finding the core of what needs to happen, which may or may not be the same as the core of the problem, the core of what needs to happen for you to create the life you love, for you to get to the place where you want to be, for you, for your family, for whoever you're working for. And then innovate. That's where those creative thoughts come from. This is where you sit down, you get help from everyone in your life, make, get to the core of this problem, make it so simple 
So simple, no fancy terms, no multiple sentences, really keep it as simple as you possibly can. And once you've gotten there, all of a sudden, solutions become much clearer, innovation happens seemingly on its own, and you are one step closer to that life that you love for you and for your loved ones. So my favorite badass moms, thanks for listening to the Badass Moms podcast where we are stopped by nothing brought to you by the holistic therapies directory you can check it out at holistictherapiesdirectory.com whether you are a practitioner looking to share what you do with the world or you are somebody who is looking for the services of anyone from an acupuncturist to a personal trainer to a nutritionist to a holistic doctor you'll find them on the holistic therapist therapies directory you can also listen to the Optimizing Human Potential Mind, Body, and Soul podcast, also brought to you by the Holistic, Holistic Therapies Directory and hosted by myself and John Kempf. So check that out. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and review. That's the best thing you can do to help us get the, world, get the word out there. This is still very new, and you who are listening are going to be the ones who help determine the future of what we're doing. So if you believe in the mission of the Holistic Therapies Directory of Super Busy Mommy Coaching, please share, rate, and review, and subscribe. Thank you very much. Look forward to chatting with you next time. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.